The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. Mad Max here, and I want to tell you about D-Gen gear. What's that? You've already heard me talk about D-Gen gear? You know about it already? Then shame on you for not buying it yet. You could be draping yourself in near eliteness or covering your own Zeke physique with a shirt made just for you. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the D-Gen shop icon, buy our gear, keep the lights on around here, and go full D-Gen. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday morning, which can only mean, I guess, we're talking UFC with James. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. I thought, considering like my last week's absence, I thought you know I'd step up this weekend and provide a bit more entertainment for you. We've got a couple more fights this week, so really looking forward to it. How are you doing, mate? Oh man, I can't complain at all. Can't complain. Yeah, we missed you last week. I don't know if it was a great card. No, I think there was a couple of good fights on there, but obviously the the sort of main card and the main event was sort of marred by the weight issues and. It went up from 185 to 195, and they fought 205, and then there's just sort of drama behind the scenes. So hopefully there's no drama this week. No one pulls out or anything because we have got a good card from the looks of it. Oh, yeah. This is UFC 267, right? Correct, Mondo. Woohoo. We got a numbered event, an actual event. <laughs> and it feels gee, like a while for the last time, doesn't it? It does. It feels like a one. long time, man. And they just jam-packed this damn card. It's yep. huge. Hmm. And then, the, the, you know, the next week's pay-per-view pay- pay- card as well is looking stacked already. So the MMA gods have blessed us there you go. Get com- out of nowhere. Get comfortable. It's going to be a while. <laughs> Let's get to it, man. Let's get to work. What do so, you like? So I've got the main event, obviously, between Jan Blachowicz and Global Tech Sharer. So on paper, I mean, if you would have asked me, what, three, three or four years ago that these two men were going to be fighting for a title, I would have laughed in your face, honestly. but Going into this fight, they're on such a good amount of form. They're, um, you look at Yamlovich, he's won his last five in a row. I believe he's won nine out of his ten last fights. Lovitech <laughs> Teixeira, at 42 years of age, you know, a couple of two, like three years ago, I'd say, he seemed to be in the mud. He had no chance of coming back for a title, but here we are, five fights later, five wins later. He's coming off of a win over Thiago Santos, and he's thoroughly earned the right to, to fight Yamlovich and. They're two sort of seasoned pros in the light heavyweight division. And again, it's probably only a matter of time before these two fought. And looking at the fight on paper, they're very evenly matched. I think before Jan Blachowicz started knocking people out, I probably would have said Glover Teixeira's striking was a little bit better. But now, since he's added the power and since he's believed in that power, Jan Blachowicz has been able to knock people out and just to mix in that 
Polish Muay Thai striking as well is, you know, it's just undeniable. And especially with those body kicks as well, and he does tremendous damage to his opponent's body. And he's just such a well-rounded mixed martial artist. But I think going into this weekend, the key to victory for Jan Blachowicz is to keep the fight standing because I feel as if Glovitek Scherer, he has a great fight IQ. He knows when to conserve his energy and when to push. And he's so solid wherever the fight goes. I feel as if he'll have the edge on the mat in terms of the wrestling and in terms of the submission skills in terms of jiu-jitsu. But Jan Blachowicz does have great takedown defense and he's very good off his back as well. But when you're coming up against a, a, a true Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist in Glover, Teixeira, you don't want to be messing around on the floor. So I think the key to victory for Teixeira, try and get the submission. Jan Blachowicz, try and knock him out. And I know it's easier said than done, but I think this is going to be a very good fight. And I'm going to go for Jan Blachowicz by a third round TKO. I think he retains his title this weekend. I like that play. I like that play an awful lot. Uh, let's see. Jan is all over the place. Jeez, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Betway's got a minus 300. I thought I saw some smaller prices here. Jan is minus 304. Yeah, I, I do think Jan wins the fight. I do think you can lay 300, you know, to, uh, for him to win. But if, I think if he wins, I think you're right. I think it's going to be an early stoppage. I think a TKO, I mean, obviously it's not going to be a submission. So TKO is what you want to look at. And you think the third, huh? Yeah, I right. think the third round. I just think, obviously, if we could have share being 42 and he's coming up against like a heavy striker, I just I just don't know how he's going to cope with being 42 with that chin. But saying that, he managed to submit Thiago Santos, who hits hard as well. So mm. I could be proved wrong this weekend. But no, I see Jamnovic retaining this title. I wouldn't be mad if you bet minus three or four. I wouldn't be mad if you took the TKO. If you want to follow James, third round, go for it. Really roll the dice. All right. What else do you got? Next up, I've got the co-main event between Corey Sandhagen and Piotr Jan. Now, personally, I think this is going to be the fight of the night. It's absolutely crazy. And going into the fight, it was originally supposed to be Aljamain Sterling, the current bantamweight champion against Piotr Jan, the rematch. Because for those that don't know, obviously Piotr Jan illegally uh, struck Aljamain Sterling a couple of months ago whilst he's down. So Sterling won and they were supposed to fight this weekend. But coincidentally, Sterling decided to pull out of the bout due to an injury. Um, and if you're watching me right now, I'm sort of doing those air quotations and injury. <laughs> <laughs> so, but who cares? We've got a better fight between Corey Sanhagen and Petty Am. This is for the interim bantamweight title. Um, again, going into this weekend, I just don't know. This is such a tough uh, prediction and stuff, such a tough call to make. That I think when you look at the two, they're both very different, but they've got very similar styles as well. It's very odd for me to say that. I think they both switched stance as well. And they're probably two two of the best fighters in the division right now. I think Corey Sanhagen was unlucky not to get the win against TJ Dillashaw and Sanhagen. He's just such an elusive fighter. You know, he's so typically, he's always moving back and forward, tend to cut the angles and just sort of lands those intercepting shots. He will shoot forward and he'll just sort of do his utmost best to sort of pick his opponent apart. Whereas you look at Piotian, he's always on the, the front uh, foot. His striking is just second to none. He's always landing those, hefty combinations and again he mixes in those nice kicks as well so they're both very seasoned in terms of their striking and even again in terms of the grappling they're both very predominantly skilled on the map but make no mistake about it this is going to be an absolute slugfest for 25 minutes the kickboxing exchanges are going to be second to none the striking is just going to be second to none as well and the, the transitions 
and the striking into the clinch and then the strike clinch as well. It's just going to be absolutely unbelievable. Like you've got to keep your eyes glued to the screen for this one because both men, they're going to want the title. Petr Jan, obviously he'll want his belt back after getting disqualified against Sterling. For Sanhagen, he'll feel a little bit hard done by against CJ Dillashaw and he'll want to prove, you know, the doubt is wrong, that he can get in there and can beat the best in the division. As I said, both men are sort of pure boxers at heart with a bit of time Muay Thai in there and he tends to, they tend to utilise their boxing influence approaches. And again, both men are just going to be swinging. It's such a tough one to call, as I alluded to earlier. And I'm probably going to back Pieter Jan by a decision. I think for, Lan, uh, for Jan, sorry, the long game probably may be the better approach for this one. I think Chris Hagen is going to come out guns blazing early on. And because it's a five-minute fight, Pieter Jan's got to be very tactical in his approach. You saw in the fight against Jose Aldo, he tend to sort of to shone a bit and towards, towards the championship rounds, the fourth and the fifth rounds. So I think he's got to be very cautious early in his approach. And as soon as Corey Sanhagen starts to tire, he's just got to pick him apart with those leg kicks and those nice combinations. So I'm going to go for a Jan by decision. Mm. All right. <laughs> Jan is minus... Do you agree with me? No, no. I don't. Jan is minus 220. <laughs> I do think yeah. Jan probably wins a fight, but it's a little too high. It's too big of a price to pay. It's minus 220, minus 230 in that range. I like Sandhagen here, catching the plus line, plus 188, plus 185 in that range. I'm going to bet yeah. Sandhagen to win the fight. And, you know, this kind of flies in the face of what you said, but if gun to my head, I would probably take a decision win. Mm. Let's just hope he doesn't tire until the third round, racked up enough points, and he could just cruise to a victory. Yeah. yeah. Again, when it goes to the judges' scorecards, you just never know what's going to happen. We say this every week. Let's hope Ben Cottage isn't refereeing this weekend. <laughs> I don't think so, anyway. You I feel call- for the folks who are always slaughtering him. <laughs> What's the term you would use? Daft? Daft, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's the term we use over here. There you go. So, yeah, I'm going to bet San Hagen <laughs> plus 188 to win the fight. So, we'll see. We'll see who comes out on top. Michelle. What's your next you just fight? Never know. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The next one I've got is Dan Hooker versus Islam Makhachev. And <laughs> Dan Hooker is just insane to, to be stepping in on four weeks' notice to fight Islam Makhachev. Originally, Islam was supposed to fight Rafael de Sanos. And Dan Hooker, about four weeks ago, was just coming off of a, a three-round fight against Nasrat Haparas. And I know he dominated that fight. I won by a decision, you know, pushed a solid pace, struck well from range and even dominated the clinch. And, you know, landed a couple of takedowns to sort of cruise to a comfortable decision. So he didn't take and absorb that much damage, which is why I can see he took a, a short-notice fight. But if you're taking a short-notice fight against Islam Makhachev, 
it's certainly going to be a very, 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 very dangerous night for you. <laughs> and it's going to be a tough night for you at the office because everyone talks about how Islam Makhachev is probably essentially going to be the heir to Khabib's throne. You know, you've got Charles Oliveira as a current lightweight tie, uh, champion, but Islam Makhachev is probably that up-and-coming ten- contender who will win the belt probably next year, potentially, in the Khabib's words. When you look at Dan Hooker, he's a striker at heart. He tends to sort of excel in the kickboxing exchanges. He's got a great boxing skills as well. And he tends to sort of control and dictate the proceedings with the leg kicks at range. Lands it. He's very good at clinch striking as well, especially with the knees. I think for a guy like Islam Makhachev, he's very dangerous. He's a very dangerous wrestler and a very dangerous grappler. So I think for Islam, we're going to try and take the fight to the floor. Whereas with Dan, he's, just, he's such a big lightweight. He's got to try and sort of use that takedown defense to his advantage and just keep the fight standing. And who knows, pull off that upset and try and knock Islam Makhachev out. But saying that, Makhachev, even though he's a great wrestler and an exceptional grappler with that sort of Dagestani approach, I think even in the striking exchanges, he's very comfortable as well. We've seen him knock guys out in the division. So... Islam Makhachev is just such a, a well-rounded athlete and it's going to be a tough day at the office, like I said, for Dan Hooker. So I know going into this fight, Islam Makhachev said to everyone, to the media, to the press, I want the finish. I'm going to go for the submission and the knockout. But I think because it's a short-notice fight against a new opponent, I think realistically he's got to be cautious in his approach. And if the finish is there, I'm sure he'll take it. But I'm going to go for a Makhachev by decision on this one. I think you're right on. It's... It's ridiculous. The line it ranges from Islam minus 620 all the way up to minus 650. Mm. <laughs> so this looks to be the, yeah, the biggest massacre of the night, I swear. <laughs> you feel for Dan, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you do. You really do. Even your decision bet, uh, I, haven't, I haven't shopped the line yet, but I'm seeing a decision minus 110. Mm. So he may talk about uh, you know, knocking him out, but it looks like <laughs> the bookies think it's going to go decision. I'm leaning that way. I'll lean with you. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I certainly am not touching the money line. <laughs> well, well, I'll look later on that decision. It's, it's crazy because it'll probably change again. You know, we're, what were we on Thursday now, and yeah. the fight's obviously on Saturday. It could change in the next two days, big time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, what else are you looking at? The next fight I've got is a welterweight bout also on the main card between Hamzat Chimaev and uh, Li Jingyang. And again, on paper, this is just such a, a terrific matchup or a terrific fight, should I say, because the two powerful men are just sort of going to stand and bang. Uh, as from what I'm seeing so far, Hamzat Chimaev is the heavy favorite. And rightly so. I mean, he just sort of burst onto the scene in the UFC. He fought twice in the space of a week against Reese McKee and John Phillips. Knocked out Gerald Mearshart um, a month later by a vicious knockout in the first round. And we haven't seen him since. Now, COVID problems and injuries have sort of dampened the returns to the octagon, but he's back. And from the looks of what I'm seeing so far, stronger than ever. And that's a dangerous sight for Lee Jin Young, who is coming off of a win against Santiago Ponsonibio with another vicious knockout. So he'll be skyrocketed with the confidence. But when you look at the two on paper, they're very excellent strikers. As I said, Li Jing Yang, he's, like, he's no slouch himself when it comes to sheer violence. He's a powerful striker. I mean, he lets the hands go. He can often find the finish in the fight. But mm-hmm. I think with a guy like Hamza Chimaev, you've got to pick your timing and you've got to pick your opportunity to attack very carefully because if you make a mistake... Mark my words, Hamza Jamaev is going to knock you out. He will find a way to get you out of the cage. So 
it's going to be a tough one to call. I think Hamzat Chumayev, he's such an elite wrestler. He's a powerful striker as well. And like I said, he'll always hunt for that finish like a little bloodhound, honestly. I think the size and the reach advantage will sort of pay dividends for Chumayev. To be honest, I, I say it'll be close. <laughs> I'm lying. I think it'll be a one-sided beatdown. Hamzat Chumayev, because we haven't seen him in over a year, I think... As much as he'll want the first round finish just to sort of please the fans, I think he'll use the first round as a sort of getting back and getting used to the octagon, getting used to, to having a five-minute fight. And then the second round, he'll hunt for the kill. And I think he'll get it done by a second round TKO. So, in the second for me. All right. That is another one. I agree. Uh, he's going to win. Jemayev's going to win. Yeah. But he's minus 568 to 570, you know, maybe probably even higher at some books. So it's, it's too high a price to pay. On the money line, uh, the knockout KOTKO for him is plus one forty. That's a little bit better. A little bit better. I- I'm leaning with you on this one. This is not a fight. I'm it's <laughs> just too much on paper. In- it's a one-sided one, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oof. So I think I, I do think you're going to cash. Mm. No, hundred percent. What, what else you got? I think the final fight I've got is between Matt Quan and and my boy Leroy Murphy. This is going to be a fun fight on paper. You look at Amikani, he's such a fun and creative striker. He likes to, to bring the fight to his opponents. He's willing to mix in the exciting striking and close the distance. And again, even on the mat, he's just such a well-rounded wrestler and a well-rounded stri- um, grappler as well. I think he's got 11 submission wins under his belt. And this is because with Amikani, his striking... He uses his striking to try and open up for the takedown or try and bait his opponent into taking him down. So you look at the statistics, he tends to average about just over three takedowns per fight and his takedown defense is second to none. I think the holes in Amakani's game is because he's a creative striker and a creative wrestler, he tends to sort of go all guns blazing in the first round and then you can question his gas tank going into the second and third round as we've seen in the past. And again, he tends to struggle against the technical and high-volume strikers who can evade his creative strikes and stick to their own game and move in and out of the way of a takedown. So with Lerone Murphy, it's a bad matchup for Amakani uh, on paper. You know, he's, he's technical to a T. He's fundamentally sound. He's just very athletic in the kickboxing exchanges. He can switch stances and just unload when necessary. But I think the problem we've seen with Lerone Murphy is te- he tends to to get taken down a couple of times. We've seen that in his last few fights. I know he's very good off of his back, but then when you present Amikani with an opportunity to take you down, he will look for the the submission finish. It will be a tough fight for Lerone Murphy, but I think if he can survive the first round, I believe Lerone Murphy will pick Amikani apart for the last two rounds. I'm going to go for Murphy via decision. Decision win for Murphy. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he's minus 317 uh, to win the fight. Yeah in that range minus 300 some places make one's plus 256 250 in that range so i mean they definitely think it's a he's gonna win mm. i just i don't like this one i see a few indicators that scare me off it so i i'm really not gonna touch this fight uh your no. your um decision win would pay what is that plus 162 so again not bad not bad payout at all mm. but I, i'll lean with you on is that it for you? You have any anything that's else? It. That's all for me, sir. All right. So I'm looking at Magomed Anakalev versus Volkan. Whatever. Anakalev versus Volkan That's a good fight as well. I do think Volkan's got enough of a chance. Now it it it's he's the really? only, 
He's an underdog, plus 235. Mm. Plus 235 to Magomed's minus 288. So Magomed should win the fight, but I think that's overpriced at the minus 288. So I'm going to bet Volkan to, uh, to shock the world. Shock the world. <laughs> We've got it on record there. <laughs> you can't get back on your word. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Good man. Um, I just I think this is going to be, from start to finish, this is going to be a great light heavyweight bout. Volkan Uzdemir will always bring it, but when he tends to come up against the hard hitters of the light heavyweight division, the, the better strikers, if you will, because Volkan uh, Uzdemir is no you know, slouch in terms of the striking exchanges. He's very skilled in that department, but Magomed Ankalaev is just on another level when it comes to striking. It's definitely up there with one of the best in the light heavyweight division. We last saw him against uh, Nikita uh, Krylov. Obviously, won comfortably. But you look at Volkan Uzdemir, uh, just over a year ago, got knocked out by Yuri Bohachka in brutal fashion. So I think when you're coming up against a guy like Magomed and Kalaev, who will look for the early knockout, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough to watch for and it's gonna be a tough watch for Vulcan's family this weekend, <laughs> to say the least. So I'm gonna go for a Magomed and Kalaev by first round TKO. Are you gonna bet that one? Yeah, hundred percent oh, bet that no. one. I'm confident. Oof, first I'm round confident. TKO. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on, Ricardo Ramos versus Zubara Tuka, Tukahukov, Tukahuga, whatever. <laughs> Tukov. Tukov, yeah, sure. <laughs> whatever. Zubira's going to win. He's minus 170. I like that an awful lot. It's, it's chalky as shit, but I think he can handle it. When I was looking at these numbers, it sure looks like he's the, he's the fighter to back. Um, mm. Gun to my head, I would probably say decision. Mm. But either way, minus 140. Or excuse me, minus one seventy or the better either way. No, and again, I'm in total agreement with you. And Zubair is one of uh, Khabib's guys, so I expect because he's fighting. And essentially, I know it's not Russia; it's in Abu Dhabi. But for the, the sort of Russian Muslim community, it's sort of a home home turf for them, really, over in the UAE. So I think he's going to want to put on a display for for the fans, and I think he'll have, probably have Khabib in his corner as well. So. With Zubaye, he's such a, a well-rounded fighter. And even though he's coming off of a loss to Hakeem Dawodu, which is why a split decision, it could, again, when it's a split decision, it can go either way. But he's such a well-rounded fighter, uh, Zubaye Tuhukov. I think you're right. I think he'll get it done by a decision. I think he'll have enough in the gas to just sort of ride it out and get the, the decision victory. And naturally, he'll be the, the bigger bloke going into this one. Nice. I'll put you down for a decision bet. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Demir, I'm not even gonna try anymore. Demir versus Magomed. There we go. There we go. Demir is minus 288. Pretty big, pretty big, uh, pretty big favorite. I, I do kind of like him. I do kind of like him. It's a little too chalky. So I wanted to pick your brain about this one. What do you think on this fight? Because I, I, it, it, it looks like I should be betting Demir. It, it, again, it's, it really is a tough one because you look at Demir's record, he's just such a dominant fighter but obviously he's fighting across regional promotions over in um kazakhstan and i believe he's fought you know he's been in the ufc for just under three years now so he's fought you know the the lower ranked guys and i personally feel as if demir this magomed mustard will probably be his toughest test yet in the ufc i can understand why he's the favorite you know he's got the the sheer height and the reach advantage over magomed mustard and i think this one will be a good fight on paper personally and Again, this one will be a tough one. I just think Amir will probably be patient in terms of his approach and will do whatever it takes just to sort of 
whether it be get the fight to the floor or just sort of try and outpoint Magomed Mustaev. So I think he'll probably be very composed in terms of its, his um, approach. I think he'll get it done by decision. I just think he'll be patient and not tend to be cautious in the approach because if he presents Magomed Mustaev with an opportunity to finish the fight, he will because he's good. His nickname's the sniper, so mm. you got to be careful and you got to watch out for a guy like Magomed Mustafa. But I think Damir will probably get the decision victory. Yeah, I'm looking at decisions minus one ten. So I, uh, I'll lean this one. I was gonna bet it, but I'm just gonna lean it. If I'm not catching a plus line anywhere, I'm not gonna do it. So no. I'm, I'm off this one. All right, last fight for me is Allen. Okay, again, I'm not gonna try Allen versus Tagir. Look way at the bottom of the list, and you'll find it. Uh, Tagir is minus 350, and whew, I have him absolutely crushing, crushing Allen. Just, just annihilating him. It's almost to the point where I can bet 350. I'm going to try and hunt a better line while we're talking, but man, it looks to me like Demir's going to win pretty handily. Probably decision. That's kind of where my head's at. Where's your head at? Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you. I think this will probably on paper is a bit of a comfortable matchup for Tagir. Again, that's no disrespect to Alan Nascimento. He's a, as an experienced fighter himself. He's fought over mm-hmm. 20 times in his MMA career. So, you know, he's very gritty as they come. He's very technical in his approach, um, Alan Nascimento. But for a guy like Tagir, he's one of them <laughs> Dagestani fighters, those Dagestani wrestlers. And just because he's so versatile on the ground, I think he'll be able to rack up the decision and just sort of outpoint uh, Alan Nascimento on the ground. I see a decision here, plus 105. Good enough for me. Let's do it. Let's bet de- Let's bet decision. <laughs> yeah, we've gone for it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. That's all the ones I had. So for Yeah, all- that's all for me. We've done well, haven't we? Yeah, we did really well for time-wise. So <laughs> not too shabby. I guess we have time to talk about one more. I had one I was had a question mark <laughs> next to. I'm going then. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you. Amanda Rebus <laughs> versus Vierna. Uh, Amanda is minus 166 in that range, and Virna's plus 143. Looks to me like Amanda's the play. Even at the minus 166, I think she's the play. What, what, what do you say? Yeah, I'm going to back Amanda on this one. I think uh, Virna Janderova is a slight underdog going into this one. She's a more experienced fighter, but I think Amanda Rebus, even though she's coming off of a loss to Marina Rodriguez, there's no shame in losing to to Marina because she Marina Rodriguez is on the roll right now. I think because Rebus is training with American top team and their family as well, I think because she's got such a plethora of talent in the ATT gym, I think she'll be very sort of technical in her approach and will do enough to get the job done by a decision. All right. I like that. I like that decision. So yeah, let's do it. Let's bet decision on Amanda. Let's cash another mm. one. Uh, plus 120 for the decision. Not bad. There you go. Yeah. Make a few bucks on that. All right, that's all I've got. James, what's been going on with you? Where are you still tweeting, I think? Yeah, no, I'm still tweeting. I think because uh, UFC 267 is actually at a decent time. I think it starts. The main card for, for UK fans starts at like 7 p.m., so I think I'll probably be a bit more active because, because for most pay-per-view cards, it's at like 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm just <laughs> so tired. I don't want to be tweeting in between each round. So... You know, this weekend, it's at a reasonable time, so I'll probably be doing a lot more coverage. So, yeah, still tweeting at UFC Deluxe. UFC Deluxe. All right, man. So give them a, give him a follow. Please do. <laughs> yeah, keep him awake. Don't let him fall asleep during the fights. <laughs> Just spam my phone. Yeah, right, exactly. James, get out of here. <laughs> you too, mate. Take care.
Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.